I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamphlet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Collision, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite 201, of course, now. And a tag team dream match. And the Young Bucks versus the Hardys. <laughs> yeah, Aussie Oprah interaction. Big night. Uh, I think this card stinks. Oh, <laughs> this card is rubbish. Um, no, it's, it's, not, it's not all rubbish. There's some good stuff on it. Um, but it's not lazy. Uh, it's not telling me any more about All In, so I await for the episode to show me, and yeah. I think it will. Yeah. I'm in a much better mood with the, the event in general after Collision, and if not two big matches being set up, one being thrown out there, and one being teased, even though yeah. in Punk and Joe, you could still theoretically see it going in a couple of different directions. The Young Bucks will do it now. Don't know. Hardy shouldn't be on the show. The Young Bucks will... They are, they're fighting um, to determine who is the second best brother tag team. That is what they said on the uh, Control Center thing. Because obviously the Creed brothers over in NXT is the best brother tag team. So they're fighting for second place. Beverly Brothers number two. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. So we're looking at third here. <laughs> what up, thirds? Ah, <laughs> um, oh, this should be better than that crap pay-per-view match they had the other year. It was a double nothing 2022? Yeah, that stunk. So uh, the last time... I'm immediately regretting the title I put on this podcast. The last time these two got together and it was any good was um, the fantastic ladder match they had. In 2017, seven years ago. So what can possibly go wrong? I know that sounds cynical, right? But I don't want this match. I want the Young Bucks to beat them clean, easily. Do you know what? Don't really grind. I'm not going to right swear here because you've got to race off after this. For yeah. Very important baby stuff. But you know what really like grinds my gears? About I've kept this? quiet about this. I've kept really quiet about this. But like, allegedly the Young Bucks still fighting for this title of being the best tag team in the world. And they've got to go to Wembley and get something out of FTR. 
right? I hope, because that best be the match after this yeah. trash. You know what really annoys me about this? I feel like I know for a fact that the Young Bucks will put more creative energy into this trash than the Elite did versus Planet Jarrett last week. Oh, God, yeah, you're still angry about that, aren't A you? little bit, right? And it was brought to my attention, and I apologise that I'm going to forget the names plural, of the people that brought this to my attention. Oh, wow. But it was brought to my attention that when it came to uh, negging CM Punk for the patter, Elite shaped an entire Best of Seven series match around it for the trio's oh, title. Oh, yeah. Right? Where was that last week? Where was your energy for a bit of fun on the 200th episode of Dynamite? Not there, was it? Almost like the Elite almost start these fights for CM Punk. Um, <laughs> this match will be fine. The young, in all seriousness, all cynicism aside, because I don't care about this, the young bucks will want this to be really good. They love the Hardys. They treat them understandably with great reverence. They're an integral part of the young bucks' career. The spots that maybe didn't work so well in the first match will be erased by memories of this instead, which I think will be a better match. Like, Jeff is in a better place. Uh, Matt is Matt. Kind of, kind of everything. Um, no! No, no, no! Yeah, and FTR have not just... This is a bit like tribal combat in a way. FTR are not just putting the belts on the line. They're putting a prize that means mm. more than the belts. They want to prove... They want to beat the Young Bucks, win this rubber match, and prove that they're the best tag team of all time. So the Young Bucks, in accepting that challenge, can't exactly come off... Can't accept that challenge coming off a stinker, can they? No. You can't say, I think that's proved, actually, that you are the best tag team in the world, so what's the point of a rubber match? <laughs> that was rubbish. This has kind of got a rule yeah. for that acceptance of the challenge to make the most sense. Do you think, uh, yeah, we get a response from Young Bucks or a, you know another reiteration of the challenge from FTR tonight? And if so, is the best way to do it, well, always is, is to book it the way that WWE would book it, because WWE's goaded. Um, so uh, Young Bucks beat the Hardys, and they uh, stand over them, not holding up the titles, but nevertheless, hands raised. Yeah. Lights go down, lights come back up. Young Bucks look around and go, <laughs> no one here, except just like with Jeff Hardy and The Undertaker and CM Punk, mm -hmm. they've switched places. I love and that. And they don't realise that it's FTR now laying at their feet, and they pop up and shat a machine, both of them, and then buy the boys a bunch of beer for taking off from a taker. It's... <laughs> You have three layers, I got mine. BSK. <laughs> Super kick party. I didn't realize this was a party. I thought it was a business. <laughs> what will you stupid-ass kids know about parties anyway? You don't even drink. You don't even play bones. Ain't no bones. Ain't no drink. Ain't no punch. Maybe I need to tape up my fists and make some punch. <laughs> Yeah, whoever tag team's going to lose at all in Wembley, I'm going to be a gorilla taping my goddamn fist. Punch, fist, it's a play on words. Nice try, I don't play. <laughs> only words I know with one tattooed on my body. The only way you'll ever see me at all in is if I'm betting on a game of bones. <laughs> <laughs> Wembley Stadium, big deal. I already been Wembley Stadium. I beat Kamala. SummerSlam 92, ever heard of it? Brett's on there. You guys like, you kids all like bread. Why don't you watch Undertaker tapes? What do you mean you never watch Undertaker Kamala for inspiration? <laughs> nice try, Cockneys, but I don't take the apples and pears. <laughs> nice Just try all night, tube, but I don't sleep. <laughs> I don't know. Young Bucks win. 
Accept the friggin' challenge. Get the get me the graphic up. I want to. S- oh, I want three weeks from the pay per view. Two match graphics. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, please. Um, All Elite Wrestling, obviously, as uh, as often. We need to be careful here. You've got a certain tone of voice that you're you're adapting. Hey, it's offered a haven to uh, unknown uh, rising stars on the indie scene. I'm talking like an AR Fox. Yeah. Um, really excited, genuinely really excited to see what happens next with Alan Fox and, of course, what up, turds? That was phenomenal. Swerve Strickland. Phenomenal. Um, and they are offering another opportunity tonight to a uh, an unknown quantity to, to prove themselves in their in-ring debut tonight. It's a guy called Rob Van Dam. <laughs> He's taking on Jack Perry for the FDW title. This should be a load of fun. Yeah, nice this. Very nice. Um... Van Dam last week. This is a, the surprise element of Van Dam was great. Him coming out to walk was even better. The fact that when he, um, well, right. So I don't know what Van Dam's got in terms of how much can he give, but that was good. The kick, the miss Van Daminator did look good, and my concern is that that was where they should have left all that. Like it was so effective at just making you for one night feel like 1998 Rob Van Dam was here, like Mr. Wednesday night. <laughs> Um, which again, as long as it doesn't become Mr. Sunday Night or Mr. Pay-Per-View, we're good. Mm. Like, this can just be this. I would quite like, obviously Jungle Boy's going to win. He, be- he, he better win. Like, but I would quite like this to be kept short. There is not loads on this Dynamite, but this whole thing going longer than 10 feels like a waste of premium TV time. Yeah. Truthfully. Uh, Jungle Boy, Van Damme should give him a good fight. Whatever that, like, I think he's got all the tie spots in the chain. Maybe I'm not sure about the Van Terminator, but he's got everything else there. Yeah. Like, uh, like have him miss the five-star frog splash and have Jungle Boy beat him that way. Let's Maybe get distracted a... by a child in the crowd, perhaps? Well, indeed. A bit of LTST going on. Um, it was identified by various people on Twitter that um, Christian's daughter, she of being booted out of the building in collision, was in fact the child that Jungle Boy moved out the way. Now, was it just so she could be a prop child? Possibly. Stunt child, like the stunt granny. <laughs> or... I love that show. Yeah. Is there some LTST here? And is this like the first little breadcrumbs of Christian and Jack Perry coming back together again as, like, bastards, basically? As, like, the heel version of their once former friendship. Maybe. Who knows? Who can say? Jungle Boy wins. Uh, Jack Perry wins. And and I don't know, like, Hook back now? Hook, I think, right? Hook uh, got on the train, didn't he? Mm. You know that train was going, don't you? Where's that? Straight to where? Wembley Station, Tube Station. Because you know who else doesn't sleep along with the Undertaker? It's Hook. Because he's not just on an all-nighter, he's on a red-eye, he's on a train that doesn't exist, on a track that goes, it's like one big um, channel tunnel mm. that goes all the way from America to, <laughs> go to that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like a train to America. I mean, it'd take quite some time. I'd, I'd get on it. I've, I've got on longer megabuses, probably. <laughs> like, but yeah, the train is, it pulls up at Wembley Station, Tube Station, and Hook gets off it, and he walks down Wembley Way, which I've done, and it takes quite a while, actually. Yeah. So he ideally wants to start at the start of the pay-per-view and make it in time for the second match. <laughs> but yeah, I think Hook returns as a surprise at Wembley. So tonight, when Jack Perry has beaten... Um, uh, Van Damme, he says, easy, peace, piss, stupid belt, ECW, stupid company, everybody's stupid. Uh, Jerry Lynn, you thought you had me beat here. F- 
find me another ECW legend, Jerry. Yes. And then he beats him up again next week. And the last ECW legend that is just sick of Jack Perry's mouth is Taz, who gets beaten up on the All In Go Home show. And, like, we take that to All In where Hook gets his revenge. Talk about ECW legends. You've you've mentioned your Jerry Lynn's, your Rob Van Dam's, Sandman, Taz, uh, Just Incredible, uh, Tajiri, I'm thinking of the classic WWE, CW yeah. crossover things. Is there any other ECW legends who could reiterate what company they used to work for and, and, and how they might say it? Perhaps? Well, well, I don't know if you ever heard of the guy, right? Um, but there's, sorry, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it because this guy gets me emotional. Um, there's a wrestler called uh, Tommy Dreamer. Huh? Yeah, right. You probably haven't heard of him. Um, as a shoot. And uh, do you know who he used to work for? Who's that? EC fucking W! So Get might, that quiet. He might want a bit of it, yeah. Never never comes up. Um, he might want a piece of this. Uh, there's very few wrestling pies. He's not stuck his fingers in, uh, including in the podcast game. Mm. Um, one might say he has busted open <laughs> the medium. I uh, wish somebody would close it. <laughs> Has anyone ever said about his podcast? One of the only professional wrestling podcasts that's actually worth a f- One of the people that saw the paid advertisement in Times Square. I uh, Dreamer will probably get in the mix. Loves it. He absolutely bloody loves How it. How many man. weeks we got till All In 3? Do not step to those goddamn initials. He will find you and he will kill you. If it's Dreamer All In, I'm going to walk out. Wait a second. All In is in... So we've got three Dynamites, including this one. It's not it. It's not like, I swear, am I a magician? Because I'm asking people to give me a fucking card. Like, <laughs> it's... Not the only title match tonight, of course. Nope. Hikaru Shida's first women's title defense after a shock victory over Tony Storm on last week's Dynamite against Anna Jay. So, a successful first title defense. A successful one, but I love this. Yeah. I love this. They, um... Played a great video. Do you know what I nearly said there? They played a great video package on Rampage, but it must have been on a collision because there's yeah, absolutely nowhere I would have seen it on Rampage. Um, they played a fantastic video package of how Anna Jay basically framed her rivalry with Hikaru Shida as kind of like career-defining. She arrives in AEW just fresh-faced and gets her ass kicked by Hikaru Shida. This is, of course, the Anna Jay that would also lose to Abaddon, the energy that was weak and vulnerable so that Brody Lee's Dark Order could pick her up and make Get somebody up, Get up, dude. So she writes that one off as, yep, not in your league, should have stayed in my lane, you kicked my ass. She then refers to the second um, Hikaru Shida match as one where she almost got her. It's becoming the making of her. Mm-hmm. And Hikaru Shida is like, taking her lightly, and I ran you pretty close, and I'm going to get you next time. And here we are. We have landed it next time. Oh, and look at that. You've got the belt back. You're dealing with a different Anna J, more experienced. I've got the JAS, blah, 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 blah. She will lose, but I genuinely quite like how you've been able to watch. This is still a great AEW thing. The company is four years old. Dynamite is 200 episodes old. And you can watch and track the progression of wrestlers who have got like one page on cage match, but have been able to grab opportunity with both hands and make something mm. of themselves. It's genuinely awesome. And I don't expect her to win, but I love that the company is both young and old enough to be able to just apply this to a TV title defense. Mm. This has more story to it than off the top of my head, a minimum of 50% of the women's matches we've ever had in Dynamite history. Like, they can do that. Yeah. And I love that. It's great to see Sheeda immediately defend the title, keep that momentum up, have a defender belt against Soraya at All In. Yep. 
uh, and have Soraya probably attack her tonight to get that going. Tony Storm's character development on Collision was fascinating. Yeah. Felt to me like they might be pulling her away from the outcasts. Yeah, I thought like, the same too. I don't know if it's just, if I'm just such an aesthetics guy and there was no shade of green on any of the, <laughs> yeah. the kind of, but that gimmick felt like it was splintered off yeah. from the outcasts. So I could well expect Ruby Soho and Soraya to lead the beat down tonight. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we move on, because mm. you and I both agree, obviously, it's a good, like you say, a good first title defense. You know, I love Nyla Rose. And I think they should do far more with her. Yeah. But by God, was it a tired thing of like, you've won the title. Congratulations. Who are you going to face first? Well, you're not a man, so you can't face Lance Archer. Yeah. So we'll do Nyla Rose instead. Three week series with Nyla Rose. Yeah. Yeah. An inevitable title defense. Like you say, Anna Jay's not going to win this one. Hikaru Shooter is. But before we move past it, it's time to play the game. The women, <laughs> the women main evented last week's AW Dynamite, and mm-hmm. some on the internet, incorrect people, said, "Well, I guess that's the end of ladies' night. I guess they've fixed it. Here's the test. We'll talk about it in a, in a little while, mm. but assuming, obviously." that the Hardys and Young Bucks main event, assuming that, let's say, Lucha Bros BCC opens the show, mm. there's one more prominent position on this show, and that's the top of the second hour. What's more likely to go there? The woman who main evented last week in a world title defense, or the JAS's mandatory meeting? Ugh, I was going to go for option C, and that'd be Will here from uh, Better Than You, baby, because they're the numbers guys, aren't they? But what do you think is going to be closest to the top of the hour uh, those two? <laughs> Jericho thing. Like, I, it's funny you mentioned about the BC opening, and you do sort of, you can get that, like, wild thing in your head that, like, Cedric's not here to do the intro to Dynamite, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> off, he's often laid it out, and you can sort of hear wild thing kicking it off. Equally, to be honest, I know it's like, oh, main event in any arena in the country, but I could just as easily imagine this Dynamite starting with, but it's like, we're coming in hot. Mm. Like, you know, the Young Bucks used to open Dynamite quite a bit, didn't they? The hot tag opener and stuff. You do RVD and Jack Perry's main event? Yep. 
Um, <laughs> but I, like, sort of 2019, like, before Dynamite was good, um, Young Bucks were on it in the first 15 minutes quite a lot, like, high-octane action. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there could be high-octane action and the Hardys in the first 15 minutes. But what if Jericho opens with this? They've done wow. JAS opening segments before. They've done Dynamite, to be fair It'd to be it. considerate of him, because Anna Jay needs to go and prepare for her world title match. This is it. Like, could they fold that in? Could they? Could she say, look, this is a, this is messing around. This is fluff. This is nonsense. Yeah. i got a title match later on. This is the point, Chris. You're not getting what we're trying to tell you here. You're not focused on our business. Like, there's a good... This is bad. This Jericho stuff is horribly acted. And it's frigging leading a Chris Jericho versus Will Ospreay. Are you kidding me? But, like, ultimately, this is a, what, like the kids say, unserious now, don't they? Mm. This is a very unserious yeah. thing that is trying to be, like, tacked on with chewing gum to Chris Jericho's very serious story with Don Callis and, and the family, right? They can make this matter, I think. Mm -hmm. Anna Jay, I've got a title match. I can't believe that you wouldn't take it seriously. Uh, Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara, like, we just lost the tag team eliminator, and then the next thing you're doing, while we're kind of, like, trying to, like, rebuild ourselves, is you're accepting Callis' match with Takeshita. You could have just said no. Mm, and accepting cheating in it. Yeah, you could have just said no. You knew we lost that eliminator. You knew we were kind of, like, we needed your guidance, and instead you did that. Jake Hager's like, something about my hat. <laughs> Hilarious. Like, you know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples soft? Oh. Is when, like, I wouldn't even trust you with my best friend's flick comb because it's been a while since I've been in the UK and you need your hair redoing <laughs> on our NHS. Um, so all of this serious business can lead Jericho to be like, how dare all of you come at me with this? None of you would be stood in this ring. None of you would be opening Dynamite. Angie, you wouldn't get your title shot. Danny, Sammy, you wouldn't even be in a tournament if it wasn't for me. Nobody would care about your comb or your nipples or your hat, especially your hat, Jake. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Chris Jericho. Don't call a meeting with me. I call a meeting with you. And he listens to them all, and he blows them off and walks off. And that only heightens the tension. And Callis rubs his hands together and... You know, he's sort of saying, like, I've got him, I've got him, I've got him, I've got him. And then next week, Jericho reveals, you haven't gotten nothing. Hit my music. And then we'll Osprey attacks him. Yeah, works for me. I, I, I think this could open the show. Remember the, uh, what was it, the big party they had where there was like two balloons? <laughs> Remember that? Purple, the purple suits were goated. But oh, like, yeah, purple absolutely. Suits, they did a little dance routine. So yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, got it. <laughs> We'll see what you've got, actually, Don Callis. These nuts. Because I'm sticking with the JS. One nil. Yeah, I think there's not a person in the world now that thinks he's going to split the JAS. I mean, I don't really care. I love the people involved in it, but I'm not like, no. Thing is, please, someone think of the JAS. Want somebody think of the Wembley card because Jericho. If this is going well, and to be fair, this is my projection and my lack of faith in Chris Jericho. So maybe that's unfair. Maybe that's unfounded. But is Omega working Takeshita then? Uh, yeah, I think so. That they, match, they remembered that match is a thing. That could be like I am not. I don't want people's like to misunderstand my little grumble there. Omega Takeshita in person. God yes. Yeah. Like I want to watch that so, so much, that. so much. But it has gone quiet 
That story has been in, like, if you watch AEW for years, as we have, stories don't, like, disappear. They just sometimes get parked. Mm-hmm. And Omega Takeshita, like, they, the Elite won Blood and Guts. And then if you kind of, like, take the week that they took off to recuperate and then they come back and they beat Planet Jarrett and Omega's like, we're signed, we're good. That's very much like, oh, it's party around the Elite's house. It's not, we're signed, we won Blood and Guts, but... I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't get my pound of flesh. Takeshita, you ran away with Donga. Like, he didn't yeah. bring that to the front. Yeah. He didn't bring that back to the forefront. Weirdly not mentioned. Yeah. So, he could do that this week, but it just feels odd that they've parked it if that's not where they're going. I'm kind of, I'm fan casting, I guess. Like, Hangman Page, we are all, we've been in the office talking about this, like, who's who's fighting oh, Hangman? yeah. Right? So, my fan casting at this point is that you do a tag match with um, Hangman, like, Kenny Omega gets beaten down by Takeshita, and a new member of the family, I don't know, Callis has got a heel, somebody, like, he's getting beaten down, and Ibushi can't make it because he's in Japan, or he can't make it for, like, he's selling the injuries off blood and guts or whatever, and Kenny says, I need a partner, and can we get the band back together? And Hangman Page says, oh. you better believe it, we can, buddy. And you do Hangman and Kenny back together as a tag team for the first time, and they fight Takeshita plus one, and then you do Kenny Takeshita at All Out seven days later. Okay. So you need a plus one for Takeshita, is what you're telling me. Yeah. It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! Ha 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 you got it. Right. I have the AW roster page open in front of me. Uh, when you're ready, shout stop. Give me a number between one and five. And that is the new heel partner of Takeshita and Don, a new member of Don Callis' family, I should say. Stop. Oh, hang on. I wasn't scrolling. Okay. Stop. Uh, one, two, three, four, or five. Five? Yes. I didn't realize there was a five. Yes, on theirs, it's a five. Well, I'll go for a stick or twist rules, yeah? Provo oh, rules. Oh, yeah, Provo rules. Right. Remember, you won't need it. Five. Yeah, you won't need it. It's Big Bill. Yeah! <laughs> Brilliant. So, done. Takeshita and Big Bill versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Yeah. Yes. And, like... That was easy. Yeah, they have that match, and Brian Cage is like, well, can I join the family? And Callis is like, no. And Big Bill's like, you what? And then he's like, he was happy to be a one-night mercenary at Wembley Stadium, but... And he goes back to Brian Cage. No, 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 no. So Big Bill actually stays with the family for a bit, right? Okay. And uh, Brian Cage, you sort of see him moping around backstage. He's like, oh, God, but I did my face paint all like that. And he turns around and you think, oh, God, look at him looking forlornly into that mirror. Wait a second. That's not a mirror. It's Sting. And they're just mirroring each other like doing the clown. <laughs> and you think, I'm seeing double here. <laughs> but Sting's not in his surfer gear. He's just crow. <laughs> like Brian Cage still thinks it's a mirror. Oh, my God. On Jericho, right? We kind of like pivoted off a little bit there, just quickly. Jericho, so I think Jericho is going to be like, the JS are stronger than ever. Callus showed up your ass. You must think I'm stupid. I can see your invisible hand. You were trying to shove it up there. I'm mm. not your puppet. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, if that happens, that'll be Jericho going into a Will Ospreay match in London as the baby face. Sponsored by Weatherspoons. Well, yeah, obviously. That's where he's going to get all his best pictures. Here I am outside here, uh, Big Ben. It's just one of them, like, crude photoshops, like the Crees last week. He's on just holding up a postcard really close to the camera. <laughs> yes. Like. Here I am meeting one of London's most famous celebrities, and it's just like him with one of them Princess Diana heads. She, ain't she beautiful? Uh, Chris. 
Here I am by the River Thames. Uh, that's just rainwater pouring down the uh, <laughs> pouring down the street, mate. He didn't know um, Princess Diana had tragically passed away because he was watching the DSFF uh, repeat of uh, SummerSlam '97. Because the finish is the greatest of all time. Yeah, Jericho and Osprey, which I'm sure will be good on the night. Eighty thousand people singing Judas. Well, no, mate. 79,999, because I'll be sitting there, tight-lipped. I'll be going to the bar. Stubbornly folding my arms. How much do you reckon is a... Is a... <laughs> I haven't got time for that. Um, what's your over-under on uh, pints at Wembley Stadium? You've been there before for football. This is different. It's a wrestling crowd. Presumably, yeah. if it's anything like when I, when I watched the football, uh-huh. when I watched the Falcons versus the Lions many moons ago, as you English people say... <laughs> You're allowed to take your beer to your seats? Yeah, I would imagine so, which will be a nice experience. At first for me at Wembley, that. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you guessing? Minimum, like pint of lager. Let's just keep it simple. S- 7.50. Okay. A two-pint pot, the big doublers that they do, for £12. Okay. That's what I think they'll do. Maybe I've gone a bit too low there, you know. I think they, if they know the 80,000 people's coming, they're like, they're going to get thirsty. Nine quid for a pint. 15. <laughs> 20 quid for a two pint. Wait yeah. a second, what? 15 for a doubler. Um, I, I've seen Sunderland there a lot. And, like, unless they get a card together in ship shape, I still feel like I'm going to see more losers <laughs> performing at Wembley Stadium at all in. And I've seen Sunderland play there, like, four times. Uh, it's Lucha Blow's... Blow, blows and oh, Freudian slip landing uh, blows on the Blackpool Combat Club. All <laughs> yeah. the Lucha Bros. Yeah, saved it um, off the back of um, supposedly. I say that because I'm never going to watch Rampage again. A brilliant parking lot match between the BCC and, of course, Trent and Chuck and well, Sue's poor van. R.I.P. I heard that was pretty good. Um, great analysis, that, isn't it? <laughs> I heard that was pretty good. Mm, why would I watch the show, Paul? Uh. Uh, am I, am I being, like, tell me in the, I would never normally say this because I know what's coming my way. Tell me in the replies to the tweet that this podcast goes out if I am simply being a miserable bastard and by all means say, cheer up, pamphlet, get your cereal out and watch Dynamite tonight. Don't. No. I, th- I, that is nonsense, by the way. Like, I'd say this to his face if he was here. Sidgwick's little conspiracy theory is nonsense. I started staying up late to watch Dynamite twice. Once in the pandemic when it was shoot-goated. Yeah. And once in 2021 when it was the best it ever was. So I'm not having this, uh, or Hamlet eats cereal and Dynamite's cursed. <laughs> Rubbish. You know when Dynamite's cursed? When it's booked badly? That's when it's cursed. Mm. Um, It's the frigging Blackpool Combat Club versus the Lucha Brothers. Like, this is... Oh, not another one. Not another one. This is, like... I love those Judgment Day Raw main events, but I'm getting a bit sick of them. (laughs) It's a bit of that for me, right? I thought the triple threat, the three-way last week was pointless, save for one spot. The Lucha brothers are like, they're the frigging tag team equivalent of the women's division. Stop pretending like you care and Mm. show me that you care. Yeah, and they're never, ever booked in a way with, they're just there. Like, oh, oh, no way. How is John Moxley going to recover from a apron destroyer? Find out as dynamite rolls on. Oh, he's recovered. <laughs> uh, I watched I'm, a Geico commercial, and now John Moxley's fine. I'm very much uh, Millhouse watching the Poochie episode of Simpsons, where I'm like, when are we going to just get to Moxley, Orange Cassidy going back at each other on the mic? Did you see the teased card that had that did have? Um, 
FTR books on it. Yeah. And did have, it was like Punk versus, and it was like Starks slash Jay White slash Samoa Joe. So Joe's there. So potentially it's two for two. Okay. On this like rumored card. And there was also rumors that like apparently it has been a little bit like thrown up in the air and there's been some, it's not been as smooth sailing, which is maybe one of the reasons why, you know, all rumor and mm. innuendo and all that. But, um, and I think Jericho Osprey was on it as well. So you've seen okay. these matches that are potentially going to come together. It was not Moxley Cassidy. What? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was BCC Best Friends. One second. No! 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 I honestly thought, because you're not going to be there, you were going to go for one of like the pop buttons. No. Yay! I'm still going to be watching. Yeah. I, you know, I hope it doesn't happen, the whole show. If it does <laughs> happen, I hope it's good at least. <laughs> it's like um, Loose Fest in Newcastle. <laughs> Raining. That's like Friday afternoon. And then, uh, like Saturday morning, I think the festival starting Saturday, mo- uh, Saturday morning. Raining. <laughs> People are already there. Like there was mass, like massive queues in Newcastle because like they basically had to like the, the clubs where the after parties were. It was like, we're going to have to do a before party now. And then a party <laughs> and then an after party. <laughs> Open the clubs at two in the afternoon. It was like massive, massive queues because people went to the festival. Raining. Oh my God. <laughs> two o'clock pre-party party. I'd love to go to a pre-party Jeez. party and then the party and then the after party. Oh. Shout out Digital in Newcastle. Saw Grandmaster Flash at Digital once. Did you? Yeah, did he play live? He did a history of hip hop set. It was oh. amazing. It was really good. BCC to win. Yeah. Of course. Aye. Um, Aussie opener in action. So they're getting a squash victory over some team. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, why have you got your why have you got your tag champions from Ring of Honor on this show and not your, you know, AEW tag champions on this show as well? In Hopefully a- they'll show up FTR to be fair. In action. Just in action. So uh, a squash, one would presume. Is this to Aussie Open have a um, sizable following here in the UK? Oh, quite rightly. And they're back on Dynamite for the second week in a row. Um, Less wrestlers than you think get two weeks in a row on Dynamite. Mm. Is this to set up something for All In? Like, Possibly, yeah. Is there like a a chance that a tag team are going to make themselves aware? (sighs) I don't know. It's only the Ring of Honor belts, but is it more about Aussie Open fighting is it more about Aussie Open getting on the Wembley card kind of like you know when there was all that move that UK wrestling stalwart should feature on it and all of us here in the UK went no they shouldn't no 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 no. we no, want to no, watch no, AW no. not we've seen enough of Brit yeah. Res yeah is like Aussie Open and Grado if he's fighting are they the compromised wrestlers possibly yeah Jared? is that like the let's not get silly here but Grado was this beloved figure when there was a boom Aussie Open kind of came out of the ashes of that boom and yeah. really made something themselves. Maybe these are the figures that, like, Tony Khan is looking for compromises and he's looking for people that matter to the audience without having to feature prominently. Yeah, and it makes sense putting them on the card if Osprey is going to be there as well. Yes, of course it does. Ah! Ah! Hang on. Wait a second, actually. Is there some overlapping stuff here with the... So not Jericho Osprey, it's, it's Jericho, Garcia and Guevara versus... What they called their group? I want to say the Empire. The Empire. Is it? Yeah. Could Aussie Open, having wrestled, and thus we know they're in the building, crash the Jericho thing? What if, yeah, they do that, and then they set fire to Jake Hager's hat, and then they fight for the Ashes? <gasps> Love it. Except, or, except England and Australia are on the same page. They steal the hat, and they hang corks off it. <laughs> Riri. Dick. 
Finally, we hear from the best tag team in the world, MJF and Adam Cole tonight. Uh, I sense possibly with the involvement of either the kingdom or... I'm so bloody grumpy, me. You know, uh, I went with Billy Connie there, didn't I? You know, <laughs> um, people rightfully, and the metrics are certainly supporting it, would say that this is the best thing in the company. Uh, I actually think it's better than that because, well, because it's better than you, by the way, but it's this magical little thing. It's a well, little thing. It's the main event of potentially the biggest wrestling event in history. But it's it's hardly little. But it has come from something that I don't think people showed enough respect to. And I think that's why it's even better than people are saying. This was talked about as being too lightweight for a world title feud. Mm-hmm. This was laughed at because it featured in the Blind Eliminator, which on paper looked terrible and in practice was fantastic. Yeah. One of the quiet biggest achievements of AW's creative year. And in Adam Cole and MJF... There were questions hanging over the heads of both yeah. out of Double or Nothing. I thought the Pillars 4-way was a lot of fun, and I thought MJF's contribution to the Pillars feud was exceptional. But a lot of people were saying that Pillars feud was kind of a disaster, mm-hmm. and they were basically saying and MJF's title run has been severely damaged by it. The prestige and the legacy of it has been damaged by it. Now here we are, main event in Wembley, deservedly so. So the title match has been... Remember when Wembley got announced and everybody was saying, is it weird that I'm not fantasy booking MJF against anybody? Yeah. In fact, they were doing it with Forbidden Door. Yeah. Two big shows and nobody's saying, who's MJF going to fight? Mm-hmm. And now they've got their big dream match. Adam Cole had that stinker with Chris Jericho at Double or Nothing. And it was kind of hard figuring out where he slotted in as a mm-hmm. baby face. They've just they've nailed both of those things. Those are long forgotten and they're both locked in this awesome, gripping story. Last week, man, when they were signing that contract... Like, and Adam Cole does the old knife action as they oh. hit each other. And he didn't read the contract. Do you think there's anything in that? Very possibly. I hope they don't. Like, I saw people saying, huh, didn't read the contract. That means MJF's going to make it a non-title match. Why would you do that, you biggest show? I Surely. Think- sh- I mean, he, he might have stuck some weird stipulation in there, or he might have fiddled it, or he said, oh, actually, if I win, I get your purse as well, or whatever it may be. I don't think it's anywhere near as cynical as that. I think it is a detail, but it's yet again another detail that has us, rather than going, yep, that proves that MJF is turning, or yep, that proves that Adam Cole is turning, it's yet another detail in the story where we go, who's turning? Yes. Right, and you know what I think the detail is going to be? Absolutely no more rematches afterwards. And Adam Cole's like, oh, yeah, Max, I read the contract. It's great to see you. I love the jackets. Great to see you. I read the contract. Fine. Like, all looks good. Why did you feel the need to put in no more rematches? His friends don't fight each other. Are you scared of me? And Max says, anything but that. Like, I'm looking forward to the challenge, but I've realized how close we've come to falling apart. Mm. And this friendship has meant so much to me that I don't want us to fight again afterwards. I'm, I cannot wait to fight you at Wembley Stadium. But after that, I don't want us to fight anymore. Like, mm. we can go for tag gold. Like, I'd love for you to carry my bags through an airport anytime you want, but we, we just aren't fighting again. Or he puts in the stipulation that the title can change hands on a disqualification. And you're like, because he made a massive mistake there. Because Adam Cole's like, oh, so if someone got involved on my behalf, like, I like the, like, it implies that, you know, Max always cheats. He used yeah. the beautiful diamond ring. But he trusts Adam Cole so much that if there's any shenanigans that Adam Cole's obviously not going to be involved in because they're friends and they're, they're gentlemen, Ooh, yeah. then that won't just throw the match out and just cause yeah. it to be... So Cole reads it like MJF's... Or, or make it a no-DQ match, basically. Yeah. 
Like, you know that I'm not going to hit you with a diamond ring because we're friends now. But yeah, leaves a doubt in them. Or instead of kennel from hell, snake pit, just loads of snakes around ringside. Uh, all shitting and having sex with each other like those dogs in kennel from hell. You ever see the, um, you ever seen a snake take a I've never. Right, you know how you're going to see that? You know how you're going to see that nature's phenomenon? Go on. Not by watching a David Atten documentary. Not by watching those YouTube videos where the thumbnail is like, watch a snake eat 40 cows, and it's as <laughs> yeah. preposterous as those that ones where Brock Lesnar's hitting John Cena with an axe. <laughs> you remember right. that time when Lionel Messi brought a machine gun on? <laughs> yeah. Right? Not by any of these things. You know how you're going to see that? You're going to Google, after this podcast, come down with me, snake, because there's an episode of Come Down With Me where a woman brings a snake out on the table, and it takes a sh- <laughs> I've got a pet snake and everybody's like Jesus oh God, Christ almighty you've got a snake love and she's like he's dead friendly and the snake is clearly so nervous that it evacuates its bowels and snakes have like a trap door it lo- I'm not kidding this is amazing <laughs> it looks like I don't know if it's Star Wars or Star Trek or some space shit. I don't know. But, like, I feel like it's one of those ones where the spaceship opens up and the spaceship's, like, the big spaceship, let's call it, what's the one from Star Wars? The Starship Enterprise. (laughs) The back sort of trap, like, door opens, and then the littler spaceships, let's call them the TIE Fighters. Like, Like Thunderbird 4 coming out of Thunderbird 2. Exactly that. Proper sci-fi. Thunderbird 4, Thunderbird 2. Like, that's a snake's arsehole. And on that note, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Dynamite tonight on X at What Culture WWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at. I suppose another snake's arsehole is uh, Jeff Hardy because Matt Hardy's a snake. And uh, at Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from uh, for daily wrestling podcasts. The NXT review is goated and is available <laughs> right now. <laughs> Um, and me and Hamlet will be back tomorrow to review AEW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the Dynamite Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best. And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.